Okay, and welcome back to another episode of the Saucy Boys. Saucy. I go by the name of Chaku. Mike Stokes, baby. And we are back for a new week. Another mellow week. Another mellow chill week. What is it? Did you put on Kick-Ass? I did. Oh, I haven't seen Kick-Ass in so long. Movie with the sound off, Kick-Ass. Oh, shit. Sorry, making all this noise. But uh, yeah, so new week, new drink. And um, since we are in the month of March... And it is Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. To kick it off, um, I decided to go with Screwball. Where'd you get these glasses from? <laughs> Interesting story. I'll get into that after I talk about the the, the Screw Busy. Okay. All right. So, uh, if for those of y'all who don't know, Screwball is a peanut butter flavored whiskey, and um, it is partially woman owned. Um, the lady that I guess started this she started with her husband and um she's a lawyer and she concocted the recipe for this uh this special drink so contains peanuts it does contain peanuts it's cool because like in the back of this thing like on the label it has like something on it but i gotta finish the bottle see oh the labels on the, on the back of it see like the ingredients and shit no nah, it's like a like there's a See on the inside? Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, I, I didn't know that. That's crazy. I got to finish this to read it. But, yeah, so we're doing um we're doing a screwball. So if you are a, a uh, peanut butter enthusiast enthusiast or fanatic, um, then screwball is for you. I've had it before, and it's pretty good. Um, so what I did was I decided to try. You know, whiskey is like my favorite drink or one of my favorite drinks, right? So... I tend to go. Are you for, sure about that? Oh, when I'm DJing, it's <laughs> it's tequila. But whenever I'm just chilling and sipping, it's it's gonna be the whiskey. But um, with that being said, uh, I decided to try a, a old fashioned recipe. So what I did was I did uh, about an ounce of the screwball, and then an ounce of the bib and tucker, and then some bitters, cherry for garnish, a little bit of orange in there. So yeah, try it out. See what it see what it tastes like. See what it's hitting like. Okay, okay, okay. Let me so, get into uh, this. So cheers, you know, clink clink. Mm, that peanut butter comes in on the back half of it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. There's no bite. There's nothing, man. It, you just get peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? It tastes like a like a peanut butter cookie. Yeah, or like a Reese's cup. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Want, I didn't want to say a Reese's cup because I think Reese's is more peanut buttery. Mm-hmm. It's more like, eh, you know what I'm saying. I think what I need to do for the next one though is to kind of lighten up the uh, the peanut butter taste or like the sweet side of it. Maybe add some more of the uh, Bib and Tucker. They said to use rye, but I decided to go with the Scotch whiskey just because I didn't have rye and I wanted to see what it tastes like with that. So yeah. I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't mind it the way it is. So I don't want to be like the counterculture or whatnot. But keep the recipe the same way. But really, though, where did you get these glasses from? That's what I need to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you so intrigued by these glasses? Oh, because they're like the perfect whiskey drinking glasses, honestly. So and it's like it. I want to say it came with um a fucking uh 
God damn it, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it probably came with one of those like crystal glass things that you pour whiskey in with and it just like came. A, is it a decanter? There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, me being a, uh, uh, a San Antonio native, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been here long enough to say that. I guess. Yeah. You can, I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> uh, so me being a San Antonio native, you know, I like to support people around me and uh you know help my community and so there's a local uh liquor store that's right across the street that yeah. one the fiesta yeah liquor mart i think it's fiesta yeah yeah so i decided i was like you know what? like fuck going to specs it's like and on top of that it was too far i've been there so i popped in there and they had some shit oh, they, no they do and then i was like first of all they had nouveau and yeah, I haven't seen that shit on the shelf, and I don't know how long. And I was telling you, I was like, "Yo, do they even make this shit anymore? Like, is it discontinued? Like, who knows?" For those y'all who don't know, Nouveau was that that drink that T Pain way back in the day used I, to always. I be. guess the hype around it was it was like the first sparkling like liquor. Yeah, it was so in all the videos. It was all the videos before y'all had y'all. Uh, what is it? Fucking uh, what are they called? The Locos. Nah. Oh, the seltzers? Yeah, before yeah. I had the seltzers. Long before seltzers. Women were drinking uh, Nouveau. Sorry, yeah. I had a brain fart, but yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I walked in there and kind of looked around and shit, and I seen these glasses. I was like, hey, well, you know, I do need new glassware. But it's funny because I think where these came from was probably like gift sets that they had from before. Yeah. And they just broke it down, and so now they're selling the glasses individually. It was only a dollar for the glass. So I was like, all right, fuck it. WR. Something reserve. Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So we that's got nice. That's little, nice. But yeah. I got um so for Christmas my mom gave me a a, a crown gift set. And normally she always just gets me like the not the seven fifty liter, but just I think it's the liter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I thought it was that. And then for Super Bowl, I finally opened it up to drink some of it. And it's the fucking handle, dog. It's the big bitch. Like, yeah, it's the big fucker. It's the big fucking handle one. But it comes with two glasses also that are just like this. Yeah. Similar, but they just got the crown crest on it. So I, I, I'll i be sipping on those when I'm at the crib every now and then. But it's just the way it just perfectly, you know, the, the perfect symmetry of glass to hand ratio yeah. with my bevy. That's why I like these type of glasses so much. That's why I was so intrigued when I when you had it and you, you put it down. I was like, oh, that's a that's a whiskey glass. Like, See here at Casa de Chaco, we like to provide a <laughs> provide an experience. <laughs> it's, an it's an experience. It's an experience. It's not you, just a drink. It's, it's an experience when you come to Casa de Chaco. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> um, I appreciate it. But yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It's nice. It's nice. Oh, um, it's funny because I used to work at the the shop at on base, right? Yeah. And so like during the holidays, it would sell like all the the gift sets or whatever mm -hmm. and sometimes we have liquor reps come in and like close to the end of the like season or whatever they like break shit down and they would always give me like flasks yeah. and like free glasses and all kinds of shit so stupid as shit hey here's something we could since we got like an open slot we can bullshit around <laughs> i got a question for you because you we always bring up jobs we used to work at what was your worst job you used to have like that you would say mm. is possibly like the worst job you had Damn. The one you hated the most. Um, or just the weirdest job you worked. I've had a lot of interesting... You know what's crazy, though? So, like, my work history is, like, I've been pretty 
good at keeping jobs. Yeah, me and too. Like progressing within those jobs. So, um, I came here from New Mexico one time during spring break, and instead of like enjoying my spring break like a normal person, <laughs> I decided to get a job. <laughs> Because at the time, I was trying to buy a car because I was guy. in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was like, well, if you want a car, like, you give me half. And then he's like, I'll pay for the other half. Oh, that bullshit lie. I was like, all right, I bet. I fell for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I came down here. And mind you, these niggas went to Universal Studios. Yeah. I passed up on Universal Studios mm. to work a job during spring break for, like, the two weeks that I was here. Mm. So I ended up working at this one place for, like, a week. It was called Manco. Manco. And it's over there off of three double oh nine behind that uh Walmart. And they make the concrete walls and barriers for like uh, buildings and highways and shit. That's why the name seems so familiar. And yeah. so I worked there for a week and it's like thirteen hours a fucking day. God damn. It's a long day. We were there from like five in the morning to like just late. Get a and, nice little one thousand dollar paycheck and, and mind actually the money was really good. And it was a lot of money for me because, mind you, I'm a fucking teenager. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, long story short, we was working there during spring break. And it was so fucking hot. It was so hot. <laughs> and, you know, shout out to all the dudes that, like, do that shit. It's like a regular job because that shit is hard. Yeah. And the amount of awareness that you have to have in those jobs and those positions is crazy because you could fucking die yeah nah it's easily. true it's true easily i would have been one arm chaku if i wasn't quick i was on a fucking flatbed <laughs> 12 feet in the fucking air between two cement slabs and these cement like these slabs were gonna go on the front of like a macy's because they were building a mall somewhere mm-hmm. and so they were gonna go up on like the front of the macy's and so what we had to do is we had to lay these fucking 12 feet walls and they're fucking like long as long as a, a flatbed. Yeah. Um, of Like a semi truck. And so I'm on the top of it trying to guide it in and I have my arm like in between it because we're trying to get it on like the little thingamabobs. I forgot what the fuck they're called. And I'm sitting on top of it in the fucking uh, stand that it sits on. It shifts. Mm hmm. And it fucking starts going like this. Oh, fuck. And I just pull my arm out. If I would have been a second leg, that shit would have pinched my arm in between the fucking, in between the walls. And I would have been missing an arm. There yeah. goes that DJ career. <laughs> but it was like doing that. And then we had a load, um, like concrete, like pieces from like the highway whenever they build highways. Mm-hmm. We have to like put these big ass, like wooden two by fours, like under each leg of these things. It was just shit yeah that's wild because like the first 10 years for me after high school were all like manual labor jobs yeah so like i just i became so desensitized to how like dangerous shit was and just not not even thinking about it every day because i mean if you do that's how it happened that's how you have the accident yeah but it's just like just the amount of danger that i was around on a daily basis i just didn't even which is could crazy never comprehend because it's like yeah whatever and i think that's what like pisses me off about like some jobs that i work now because there's so many people that complain about like the most minimal shit mm-hmm. and i'm like yo you wouldn't last an hour doing what the fuck i was doing yeah you know before i got to this job and i mean you know luckily like now i don't have to work those jobs so i'm like grateful for that but 
for the dudes that like do do that shit like they're around fucking heavy equipment and just shit that can end their life like that yeah and, all the time and they do their job with ease and it just i mean you don't even think about like the danger just just simple shit like yeah. i remember working in a warehouse and we had those electric pallet jacks yeah and of course it's a steel it's a steel toe environment but when you get comfortable you guys lax up and we're just like fuck it we'll wear sneakers to work or whatnot and the one day where i was i almost wore sneakers to work i roll i accidentally rolled that fucking um that pallet jack back on my foot mm. And literally, the only thing stopping that shit from crushing my foot was the steel toe plate yeah. in my in my boot. Yep. And I was just like, "God damn, lucky!" Up, so glad I decided to put these on today because I was really about like, eh, "It's Friday, who gives a fuck? I'm gonna put my sneakers on and shit." And it's like that's just the mentality in those work environments. Um, for me, I remember I, I worked at Ashley's Furniture, their their distribution center, for yeah. like one week. And because, like, the only experience I had working prior to that was um, I did a summer hire job with my buddy whose uh, dad oversaw, like, the recycling program on Randolph mm -hmm. on the Air Force Base. They saw that, and they were just like, oh, okay, we'll put you in, like, the disposal section. And I was just like, what? Like, I, I mean, I don't want to work there. And he's like, well, that's all the experience you got, so we'll put you there. And I think I was only making, like, seven fifty an hour. It was Bro. stupid. <laughs> and it's like, it's the one part of the warehouse that's not covered. Cause it's outside. Yeah. Cause that's where the trash compactor and all that shit's at. Oh, fuck that. So it's like, yeah, they they fucking wanted you to stay out there for an eight hour shift in the middle of Texas Yo, summer. Yeah, and it'd be hot as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was so many times working at that spot, like I was like lightheaded and was like, Yo, I'm a fuck. Yeah. I was like, I'm a fucking die heat stroke. Just I remember staying out there all that time, and then like when they when you get like packages and shit in, they got all they got like that neophone neoprone wrapping and shit on it mm -hmm. so it's like when you're dealing with that shit in like a hundred degree weather it make it's hot too yeah so it's like you'd be like like balling those all the wraps up and throwing them into the the compactor and shit and then there was a the dude who was training me he didn't speak english and I, at least I don't think he spoke English because he just wanted to he thought everyone was going for his job so he would just cuss at me and yell at me in spanish Bro. And I like couldn't say nothing back to him. Like every day, like he like like grabbed me like you know, but so you're you're doing this wrong and basically and just cussed me out. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, bro. Like how are you the guy running this, but you won't like tell me what I'm supposed to be doing or like make an effort to like speak to me or like there's no common ground. Yeah. But like I put up with it for a week and then I remember I left. Like he yelled at me like one last time. I was like, man, fuck this, and I just walked <laughs> off. And like when I was leaving, security was like, "Are you quitting?" And I was just like, "Yeah, fuck this place." And I threw my my thing at him, and they're like, "What section were you in?" I was like, "The disposal section." He was like, "Oh, the guy's name was Crystal Ball." They were like, "Oh, Crystal Ball, he did it again." Like he like had like a rank yeah, like a number of yeah, people reputation. he's run off. And then like I remember they made me do like an exit interview, and they were like, "So what went wrong?" Why did you like? They called me back a week later, and he was like, "What went wrong? Why didn't you like it?" And that was the thing I told them. I was like, "Look, it's all fun and games, so someone has a fucking heat stroke. Yeah. Like y'all had me outside for an eight-hour shift with no sun coverage, the sun just beaming on top of me, and you expect someone to be okay? Like, yeah, like no matter how much water I drank, like I always left work with a fucking headache that whole week, and it was just, it was bullshit. But that was probably the worst, worst job I ever fucking had. Um." The weirdest one was I used to work for this place called Got Junk, 
one eight hundred got drunk. Now, at the time that I worked there, this is like oh six, oh seven, oh eight. It wasn't a big it like the company. The idea of this company wasn't like a big grandiose thing. Yeah. Now, if you drive around, you'll see like thirty different competitors and and knockoffs of the the original one, which is what I started doing. Like you'll see like college hunks move junk. Yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of There's things. like yeah, there's a whole bunch of them out there that have just like jacked the whole business plan and they do it. But essentially, all we were we were glorified trash men. Like yeah. you called us out. And you had some shit in your garage. You want your garage cleaned out? Call us out. We'll charge you by how much it fills up the truck, yeah. and then we'll haul. We we'll tell you we get rid of it safely. All we did was just take the shit to the city dump and dump it. But if there was good shit in there, we just take it home. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a TV from that because some rich person in Alamo Heights was like, "Yeah, I just I don't want this TV no more." And I was like, "Fucking bet." And I was like, "All right, cool, <laughs> money. Hey, let's make a detour in my crib. Let me hold that. Let yeah, I was that. just like, "Fuck yeah!" So I got like a TV from it. But like the funniest part about it was like, God, statute to limitations. You know how much weed we smoked on that fucking job? <laughs> like we were literally we were bringing our stashes with us. We were rolling up in the truck, and like whenever we didn't have like jobs to do, our boss wanted us to do these things called waves. We're like, because the truck was like, it's a giant billboard. Yeah. It, it's everything you need so it's like park the truck on like a corner or something like that of a busy so, intersection so people can see that shit. yeah and it's like get out with your signs and just wave oh we had to wear these stupid blue wigs and we'd be out there doing that but we'd be holding a blunt behind the sign and we'd be <laughs> passing it back and forth to each other just getting high and shit oh you high as shit yeah. out there fucking so we smoked so much fucking weed on that job that shit was great y'all niggas got junk yeah oh, <laughs> like, got the junk bitch yeah that's just so, funny yeah. yeah, that was probably the weirdest one I ever did. I can't think of like if I've had like any like weird weird jobs. I think that's probably been like the weirdest. Let me see. So I was a bagger, commissary. I feel like every military kid I did feel, that. Yeah, I think I was like the only one who didn't do that. Um, McDonald's, Subway. Uh, yeah, it's my shit. It's weird. I don't know. I gotta get them comfortable. I thought I was about to ask if Loaf was here. Yeah, nah. It sounds nice. like he's eating food. Um. Shop at and then YP and then DJ. YP I and DJ. A, I guess that's like a job. Moving now. on up. Really, yeah. So I don't Look know. You. Yeah. You know, I've only had like a, a handful of jobs. And yeah. that, that's and you know what though? Like I hate places like that where like how you had to deal with that dude. And it's like, how come that motherfucker hasn't been fired, man? Exactly. Like, if that's his job to like run people off. Or, like, you know, niggas like that that just try to play, like, gatekeeper and shit. Like, oh, I started mm-hmm. this and, like, I'm going to protect my shit and try to run everybody out of here with my shitty attitude. Well, I think it's stupid because they keep bringing more people in. So, it's just, like, you got to be wasting a shitload of money doing this. Because you got to train people. Yeah. And then, like, the hours you spend training somebody, it's like they quit the next week. Because I guess that's why they have, like, the, the probationary period. Yeah, because so. we still had to sit through orientation and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, new hire orientation, all of it. So, it's like, you're still paying for all the the stuff that I have to look, like, the guidelines. I'm oh. still signing up for health insurance only, and all that only shit. Only for, for me to work there for a week. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> fucking dumb, dog. Like, it made no fucking sense. And I don't know whatever happened to that guy. Hopefully, he he made off well or whatnot. But it was stupid. I remember I had, like a like, a buddy, like who worked there also he like joined the second day and like he like got so mad that i left he was a bit older than me he was like in his mid to late 20s at the time yeah. and he like i remember he called me he's like man you can't quit jobs if you don't have something else lined up i was like bro you got me confused i'm not 
<laughs> I'm not gonna be working there. Like I never thought that was yeah, a long term like, thing. Not, that was I'm not a lifer. Like yeah, buddy. bro, that was for the <laughs> summer, bro. Like I'm sorry. Like I know you got like a family and shit, but you can't leave. But I, it's like, dog, I had to leave. Like, I can't. Like when I worked at McDonald's and I used to get into it with one of these managers. This one manager, so he was like a regular employee like me, and then once he made manager, he just turned into a fucking douche. <laughs> And he was popping shit with me one day. I was in the back, and um, one of the like people online was like, "What are you deaf?" And I just said some shit like, "Huh?" Like I can't. <laughs> and he was like, "You shouldn't make fun of deaf people." I'm like, "Are did you I fuck- make- huh?" I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Excuse me. Did I, looked did at I him. make fun of somebody? I looked at him. I was like, "Robert." I was like, "Don't let that blue shirt get you fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like. Oh, he's like, you can't talk to me. Like, I was like, I talk to you however the fuck I want to talk to you. Making a threat, bro. I was like, yo, if you want, if I was like, you talking about it, I was like, we can go out back. I'll beat that ass, right? See, this is back in the day when people didn't take that shit personally, yo. Yeah. Like, you can just drop that shit and it's just like all shits and giggles until like fists are actually thrown. Yeah. So that's hilarious that you got that off, man. Because if you look at it in like 2022 perspective, that motherfucker probably would have put pulled out the phone, yeah, recorded, recorded you. Recorded that shit. Call the cops. But not like he he instigated the whole shit. And then when he seen me get pissed off, he thought he was like, oh, I'm the manager. Like, this nigga's not going to do nothing. Man, I flew around that fucking line table so quick. (laughs) I had two other managers like, yo, like, chill, chill, chill. This blue shirt protects me. I was like, bro. I was like, you understand? Like, this motherfucker was doing the same shit that I was doing just a week ago. And then now he feels like he can talk to me any kind of fucking way just because he got the blue shirt on. I was like, like, that shit is not flying. I was like, bro, like, honestly, I was like, I don't need this fucking job. That's that's exactly the point. Because at the time, I was working there and I was working at Subway. Yeah. So I had two jobs. And I'm like, I'm not working two jobs just for this nigga to come and talk shit to me. I was like, I know I do my job well. Yeah. And you talking about like some other shit that don't even have nothing to do with the job. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face, Robert. So it was crazy because in my um my ethics class that I took in college, we actually had to do um we had to do a study about how McDonald's literally builds their empire off of um off like 14 and 15 year old kids mm-hmm. who just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like arguing in favor of like, do you think these people deserve higher pay and and um, and full benefits when it's like the company was built off of being like people's very first job. They yeah. never expect you to stay that long. Yeah, and if you do, then it's just like, oh, shit, you're here. Yeah, maybe Here's a blue you can, shirt. You know, maybe you could ride it out, wear yeah. a blue shirt and then maybe, you know, open a store. And exactly. Then, you know, go from there and open and, a franchise. And but that's the formula for them. If you're like me and you're getting ready to go to college and you're fucking in the back working in the kitchen with somebody who just turns into a blue shirt and they start talking <laughs> shit to you i lose that job real quick yeah and it's then what made it even worse is this motherfucker looked like napoleon dynamite <laughs> and he used to try to talk and he thought he like he was one of those kids that was like he wasn't like uh, he wasn't i wouldn't say like he was like a nerdy fucking dude but he was just one of those people that kind of tried too hard yeah and it's like he didn't have to try that hard. Mm-hmm. Like if he just had regular conversations with people and just but like he would try to do shit to make himself look cool. You got a lot to kick it. And I'm like, bro, like you don't got to do all that shit. There's a lot of and people so, out there like yeah. that. Yeah. And then so once he turned into a manager, he's like, oh, I'll write you up. The I was power. like, nigga, write me up. And after you do, stick that pin up your ass, bro. Cause the power. I was like, dog. But yeah. So yeah. see, I never did. So I never worked fast food. And I always like, I always like thank 
God that I never had to. You know what I'm saying? The funny thing is I tried like I was so desperate to get a job after I was done playing sports my senior year in high school. Like I like applied to like Jack in the Box, RB. I applied all these places and none of them fucking hired me. It pissed me off too. Like I was so fucking angry about it. Just like what? Like y'all, 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 I'm too, y'all too good for me. Like the fuck? Like it's is Arby. <laughs> I can't, I can't drop the fries. Yeah, nigga, what? I remember me and one of these, uh, one of my, I mean, it was a friend back then. We're not cool anymore. We don't hang out no more. But we both applied at the same place at the same time. They called him back and not me, and I was just like, what? And it's like both of us had no that experience shit, whatsoever. I was so I remember, pissed. I remember uh, doing that. Me and a, a homeboy back in the day, we went and we fucking like went applied to jobs at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, he, we both had interviews at Best Buy. And they called me in for the interview at Best Buy. Mind you, I had just moved to San Antonio, yeah. so like I didn't have like any like dress clothes. Mm-hmm. I had like a button up shirt, but it was like too big. And so I walked in that bitch. I felt like stupid already <laughs> off a rip. And I was like, damn, I know I'm not getting this fucking job. <laughs> but my homeboy was like this really just hood nigga. Like just this really hood dude. Like, it was like uh, remember the episode of the Atlanta? Atlanta? That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, I was about to say, what the fuck was his name? <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot. Gotta let name. him bake. <laughs> yeah, you got it, gotta let him bake. <laughs> nigga with the ways. He was that guy. <laughs> Like the no chase policy. That's nigga. exactly what I was thinking in my head too. I was and he like, got oh, the man. fucking job. Yeah, he finessed his way into that bitch. He man. got the f- and then like after that, like I would see him and this nigga would have like he would stay at a job for like a month and he would have a different one. And mm-hmm. it's like his phone number would always change, but he would always get jobs. I'm like, yeah. nigga, how do you get jobs with see, like that? It's crazy to me because we grew up in an era where it was like, don't leave a job. Don't have too many jobs on your resume because it makes you look like a job chaser. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, like, I see all these things about like, oh, you should always shoot your shot at different jobs every year. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, huh? Like, I, I thought like the 10 years I worked in a warehouse is what helped me get a position at where I'm at now, even though it's like not the same career field. But it's just like, it's so weird now that that's so acceptable. Yeah. Like of just like constantly hopping, hopping places and shit. And so that's why I kind of feel like now I'm just like my job experience. Like I kind of wish I would have jumped around a little mm-hmm. bit more. Maybe I would have, you know, been more suited for a different higher paying job. Instead, <laughs> I just kind of stuck around because I was like, damn, I know how to do this. I'm good at it. Yeah. They keep paying me more. Fuck it. And that's the that's the trap right there. It's like, fuck mm-hmm. it. So like, he'll stick around. He won't ask for like a shitload more money. You know what I'm saying? Give me that ten cent raise. <laughs> oh man! You get that ten cent raise, you like, oh shit! The extra ten cents. Oh my god! Mine, it was fifty cent. They they kept giving me like fifty cent raises, and I remember the one time I got the dollar raise. I, I felt like that was the shit. I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, nigga. You tell your parents and shit. It's like, yo, I went from twelve. It, it, I make thirteen it, it, an hour now. Yeah. <laughs> How many hours you working? Twenty. Like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm the shit. But nah, man, it's just. Man, I had another thing in my head that I was thinking about when it came to these jobs. Um, Yo, shout out to the people that work like 80 plus hours, though, mm-hmm. and just be fucking grinding for a job that is, I mean, you may love it, but. We won't call it dead end, but it's not rewarding in the long run. We'll say that. I be seeing some of the motherfuckers, and like, I see them out at bars and shit, and they be talking about their work week, because I, I could overhear people's conversations sometimes when I'm DJing. Mm-hmm. Cause like where I'm at, if I don't have my monitor on, like I can kind of hear like what's in front of me, 
And I'll be hearing people talk about their jobs and shit. And they be talking about, yeah, so I put in like 70 hours this week. And I just be, you know, running around the kids doing this, this, and this. And they sound so fucking depressed. And so when they out there having that drink, I'm like, yo, y'all need this. I was out somewhere. Um, <laughs> I forgot where I was shopping. I was at Target. And like this girl was on her phone because you know how we like lied, loud people in, in public. Yeah. But this girl was like on her phone, like bitching and talking shit. And then, like, she got closer and closer to me, and, like, I actually started listening to her conversation. I was like, oh, she's a waiter. Like, I immediately knew because she was just like, yeah, but he won't fucking give me the hours I need. Yeah. He's like, I need more fucking shifts. Like, I worked a double yesterday, Stephanie. I can't fucking believe it. And it just, it all hit home. I was like, oh, she's a waiter. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like, a waiter, someone's a waiter because they're always so fucking angry like you know like, what I'm like on waiting like yeah yeah they're just like, like oh that. my god fucking foreigner and it's like I, I dated a girl who was a waiter and she was always just angry like, for no is, fucking reason for? like yeah just but, super mad for then, all the reasons but then when no you reason. get into the industry and you see how people yeah. are because you man i got some stories just from this past weekend but just seeing how people are man it's like I, like there needs to be a, a course taught and like human like etiquette mm-hmm. you know when it comes to like people and customer service because a lot of times these people just I, they're oblivious to the fact that they're fucking annoying yeah so like on saturday i played at burleson and i had this group there and it was a birthday party and this chick comes up to me and she was cool and she was like hey you know can i request this song and i was like yeah great got you Ended up playing whatever, gave her a birthday shout out, all that shit. But then, like, well, once, anytime you're a DJ and you give somebody a birthday shout out, Mm-mm. that opens the fucking floodgates. Pandora's box. The next thing you know is everybody's birthday. Everybody wants to hear fucking Bad Bunny, and your <laughs> night is just filled with Bad Bunny requests. So, um, I'm playing or whatever, and the lady, like, whatever I'm playing, like, she's having a really good time. So that's out of all the the bullshit up until like the end of the night like she had a good time so that's all that really fucking mattered she asked for my card she hooked me up she gave me a slice of cake so Mm -hmm. you know shout out to that lady but um it's just like i don't think people understand how like weird they come off sometimes whenever they you know when it comes to people like in those positions so like if you're a bartender or you're a waitress or whatever it's just like people's little like ticks for things yeah it's it's just annoying sometimes like she so somebody in her group it wasn't really her it was somebody in her group they came and requested a song and not even like five minutes later came back same shit and they're like well are you gonna play it yet are you gonna do i'm like look at your friend i'm like pay pay attention to the fucking room your friend's over there dancing her ass off fucking waving her arms in there she's like yeah but she really likes that song i'm like okay well she liked that song that much she would come up and fucking request it from me she's already talked to me she gave me a slice of cake we're good yeah (laughs) we have a relationship it's good it's you that wants to hear that fucking song stop coming up and requesting the goddamn song so I mean, and then like I played it, and this was like in the beginning of the night, and then she came back and she was like, "Oh, so did you play?" I'm like, "Bitch, you Bitch. were you were dancing to it." <laughs> well, can you play it again? I'm like, oh. <sighs> "Like, bitch, I'm not your iPhone." But me being me, since the lady was having fun, I you know said, "Let's run this shit back." So I, I you know let her get her little request in, and that was Saturday. It would have been funny if someone like came up to you and was like, dude, you just played this. Oh, Josh. <laughs> Josh at Burleson, he was like, hey, I like how you played that song two times a night. He's like, you never do that. And I was like, you see, you fucking know. <laughs> I was like, you know. Um, but then Sunday, 
this one lady, white lady, really cool, came up requesting some really interesting shit, shit that I haven't heard in a while and some obscure things. And I was just like, okay, that's cool, lady, but read the room. <laughs> <laughs> and so she like sta- and she's standing there. She's standing there for about a good five, ten minutes to the point where like motherfuckers that were walking by was thinking that she was with me or some shit. And then so um, she leaves for a minute. She comes back and she's all faded. And she's like, hey, so did you find that song? And I was like, nah, I couldn't get it. I was like, but, you know, like, let me try to see if I can get this other one. I got yeah. you. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, like, it's cool. And she puts her hand on my back and she starts scratching my back. And she's like, oh, you like that, right? And I was the just fuck? like, I was like, lady. But me, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, just it'll pass. It'll pass. <laughs> and then so she sat there and I, I was thinking she would be done in like a couple of seconds. Nah, she kept that shit going for like at least like a minute. And oh. so finally I got to a point where I was like, I kind of moved. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. So, I would be like, hey, you're weird. <laughs> so, there, so there was that lady. And then there's this other guy that comes up. And this dude, I wanted to smack him in the fucking face. I'm sorry. I'm going on like a DJ rant, but I'll get to my point in a second. So this other dude comes up. And he's an older guy, probably about like 40 something. Uh, he comes up. He's like, hey, man, you got any rock music? And I'm like. Hey, look around, bro. Read the room. <laughs> he's like, well, yeah. Can you play like some scorpions for me or like? No. I'm like, let me see what I could do. But I was like, and I just kind of looked around. I was like, but yeah, read the room. Yeah. So he he leaves and he goes back. And he's like, well, hey, well, when are you gonna stop playing this hip hop shit? He's like, cause this dude's dancing on this big girl and I don't like it. I'm like, bro, if you don't like it, don't fucking look. Yeah. But then, like, a couple minutes later, he comes back, and it's just, like, the shit that he was saying was so disgusting to me. Like, I I really wanted to fly from behind the tables and punch him in the fucking throat. He comes back, and he's like, oh, dude, come to find out. The girl that he's dancing with isn't a girl at all. It's actually a dude. I'm like, well, dog, it's none of your fucking business. Who cares, bro? I was like, if you don't like what the fuck's playing, you don't like seeing people have fun, get the fuck out of my face. Go to a, pull out your phone, find a rock bar. And go and there. go to the rock bar, you right? You know what I'm saying? So, and then he comes back and he's like, oh, no, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, but uh, if you can play Scorpions, like, can, can play it. I was like, all right, whatever, bro. Yeah, we'll think about it. So he comes back again and he's like, hey, man, so when are you going to play, like, my request? He's like, I know the owner. He's like, me, me and the owner are cool. Like, we're friends. I'm like, I fucking know the owner, too. Yeah, and obviously. That's how I got hired here. Obviously. <laughs> he's like, I yeah. like, oh, what's his name? He's like, well, if he was here, mind you, he was there. Yeah, so he didn't know. <laughs> he, mind you, the owner was there, walked up, shook my hand, and was like, what's up, Chaku? How you doing? Because he's always working on Saturday, did, too. Did all this shit. <laughs> and then so... uh the owner's there. He's like, yeah, well, if the owner seen this, he wouldn't like all this shit going on. I'm like, bro, they highlight fucking drag shows here. What are you talking about? If a dude's dancing on another dude, let that shit ride. Mind your fucking business. It's like, I don't see why people are so invested in other people's shit. Like, just fuck off and go to a rock bar. But anyways, my point being that, like, why waitresses and people in the service industry are so fucking mad all the time is because they have to deal with dumb shit like that on a daily dickheads. basis. Like, just dickheads. Dickheads. And the, fun, so. the thing about waitress, the, I mean, the, the, the dichotomy between waitresses and bartenders is, I mean, bartenders deal with people who are inebriated. Waitresses deal with assholes who are just 
I mean, if they, if it's a late play, if it's like a place that you work after the bar, yeah, you'll deal with drunk people who are belligerent idiots. But then yeah. it's also just people who are just in their right mind and they're still belligerent fucking idiots all the time. So. But I always feel for like the chicks that work at like Twin Peaks yeah. and shit like that because like I'll be sitting there and I'm not going to look at bitches in skirts. I just some the food's actually all right there. Yeah, from I, the last time I've been there, I've like, only the been one time. Right. I've only been one time, but unfortunately, it's just like I've seen like tables, and I mean that's why you go there. It's just to see no, pretty yeah, girls that's wear, that's the business you know, model. The you know what I'm saying? I get that, but when you have a whole table full of dudes just being fucking like douchebags, yeah. And I mean, like you can compliment a, a, a woman and like do all that shit, and like cool. I mean, some chicks aren't really accepting of it, just depending yeah. on how you approach. But these niggas is just like was wild with it. Some yeah, some dudes like, are wild boys when they're when they're not around their significant others yeah. and this them them around their bros for the first time in like five years. But just like the you know audacity of some dude, just some random dude or some chick, be like yo, so when you go like put your ass cheeks all over my face, yeah. like just some wild shit, and I'm like, bro, you can get away with that? Yeah, like, you're allowed to. <laughs> You say that and not explode? Like, what the like, fuck? Yo, that was wild, my guy. What the fuck? Yeah. Hey, and also, just uh, just remember, since it is uh, Women's History Month, I just want to shout out. This shit right here is fire. I'm about to go back in for, like, cup number three right now, bro. And <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just drinking it straight on the rocks. It's fucking good. Like, I don't mind the peanut butter at all. Like, it, it's, it's fucking delish, commish. As I like to say. It's, so yeah, let me go and pour this bad nice boy little, up again. Yo, this shit gets double R like fucking crazy. Double R be acting like an asshole when he drinks screwball. Really? Yeah. Damn. I Ask can see him. I can shoot this. Probably. I can see <laughs> I can see somebody shooting this. But yeah. Uh, with all that being said, it's just like that's why a lot of waitresses are just fucking mad all the time because they got to deal with that bullshit. And we feel for you guys. We feel for you. We really we, do. we understand it. We support you. <laughs> all right. So interesting story. Since okay. we have kick butt playing in the background, is it kick butt? Kick ass? It says it right. Kick there. ass. Right. See screwball getting to me. <laughs> um, I went out to L.A. a while back and we filmed a pilot for a tv series mm-hmm. um pretty much based off of friday night tykes and we ended up doing the snooper bowl and like all that shit um when we went out there we got to meet a couple of people and so this guy that's on the screen right here oh him uh i think his name is kofi narte mm-hmm. he actually owns a like a real estate group for like multi-million dollar homes oh shit and i ended up meeting this dude out in uh la whenever i went because there was this guy from houston that's a realtor and he does the same shit like yeah. multi-million dollar homes or whatever um so he's like yeah he's like i want to introduce you to my friend so he's like just come down here and like film some stuff and uh so we go and, and it's this dude and we go to his office and shit and this dude's really fucking nice yeah he's a really nice guy so i just had to highlight that for a second <laughs> but Quick yeah. little name drop you know yeah Nah, it's i mean you always know like random people in movies and shit like that like your your uncle being in scream too and yeah. all that shit which is crazy as He's fuck. He's a bunch of shit. He yeah. was like a production assistant on fucking Starship Troopers. Uh, he did, um, he was in Never Been Kissed. That scene where she's like running through the locker room. Mm-hmm. He's in there. He was a regular. He was one of them. Uh, he, it seems like he was typecast as one of those 30-year-olds playing a high schooler in in the 90s. 
Probably, yeah, you know probably. Because like all them roles are just like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's those are so those are the movies that like I used to judge myself off of. Like when I was in high school, I was like, God, but I don't, you know, I just don't look like I have a five o'clock shadow and shit. And little did I know, it's because they were, yeah, they were casting like twenty nine year olds to play high schoolers in yeah. those those high school dramas in the nineties and shit. Like Sister Sister, he was on that show for a while. Oh what? Yeah. Damn. He was, a, he was an extra in that show for a while. Oh, I, mean, I thought he had, I thought he had like a recurring character or something like that. That would have been dope as shit. Um, but, um, I mean his his uh, his extra was recurring. Mm. Like he he was just he was part of like that like the jocks. Ah. He was okay. in like he was I, in that little like yeah. squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta um, find an episode though because my girl she'll put sister sister on every now and then. Yeah. But even still, like it, that's a show that my sisters used to watch growing up. So so he did that and then um there's a scene in um labor pains. It was that movie with Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. and she's like pregnant or whatever. Um, and they're in like the, I think it's like the Lamaze class or whatever. And he's like behind the instructor, and she's like backing it up on him <laughs> and shit. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's a long scene, and he's like in there, but yeah, it's it's, it's cool seeing him on screen doing his shit. He does like uh stuff for like CSI. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always plays like cops and shit. Yo, he. His drone skills are fucking impeccable. Yeah, he's starting to get really good with uh, this shit. Anytime he posts like a shot from his drone, it's like the most breathtaking photo I've ever fucking seen. I'm just like, God damn, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, no, he's doing really good with that. I'm glad he started doing that shit because he was doing uh, photography for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking Saw that nigga legs. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's doing photography uh, for a minute, and mm. I, I just wonder why he hasn't been doing any more like landscapes or anything like that. He's been kind of like, I guess, just doing more drone shit yeah. and uh, camera work. So I mean, that's cool. Um, but you know, hopefully, he gets back into that. But yeah, he's he's done a lot of shit. He's done a lot of cool things. So that's that's dope for him. I'm, I'm excited to see what I'm excited to see what he does. You know, next with the shit. So just the, I'm so interested in doing in like fucking around with the drone or something like that because it's so dope and like i told you on a prior episode like one of my pet peeves is watching people uh camp now um they like to do like solo camping and shit like that and the crazy thing about it was like i always used to think like there's no way they're camping by themselves because how are they setting up these shots of themselves driving like ahead or them walking up a path and shit and it took me a minute to like realize like oh they probably fly the drone out in front yeah and then let it land and then they just walk past the drone and that's how they get the shot because i was like otherwise it's like they're setting up a camera and then faking the walk up it's like the second time they've actually walked the path and i'm see, just like that's stupid some people do that yeah some people do that but i could see that being a thing there's a i think there's a mode on the drone where it like hovers i think where like you can like set it to a spot and then it just hovers in that spot, and you can, like, walk by it and do all that shit. So, yeah, that's probably a thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, shout out to my uncle for all the, the dope drone drone skate. imagery. Yo, keep it coming. I'll, whenever I'm on the, the Saucy Boys page, I always slide by whenever I see, like, a new post from uh, your uncle. Because that shit is dope as fuck. Oh, yeah. I really do like it. Um, um, <laughs> ums. Ums. Man, that's so, damn, how, how deep are we? We're pretty deep we're pretty in. Deep, what, pretty, what time is it? What's the count? Should know. we jump ahead or? About like 46 minutes. Okay, so we you got know? time for one more topic before we get to the, I feel the like, accoutrement. I feel like before we run through uh, these topics and get to this music corner, let's let's slide through these drinks real quick. So I'm having trouble. Mike, I'm having trouble. What, what are you having trouble with? DJ? My thing is I'm having trouble finding a new barber. Mm. 
and it sucks because every time i find a good barber they end up getting even better and then they end up getting overbooked and then i just it's hard for me to like slide in there especially with my schedule so that's always been a thing i've been shot plenty of references and it just i go and i look at their portfolios and i'm just not impressed it's nothing you want to fuck with with my hair type i just it uh, people fuck up my shit so much so often which is why i grew my hair out yeah is specifically why i grew my hair out because i was tired of getting my hair fucked up by barbers so in my time because i'm new to that well not new to the hair growing out game i had started in like 27 2016 Mm -hmm. uh initially or whatnot um and so, like, my thing was I was commuting between two cities. So I had the trust factor issues in both cities. Like, there were times where, like, I had shit planned on a Friday night. And it's like, man, it would really serve me for time reasons to get a cut up here in this other city. Yeah. And then go home. But it's like, I don't know nobody up here. And same thing. Like, I tell, I like, I have the base. I have a basic haircut. Like, all I want is either a taper or a fade around the side. Yep. Don't touch the top. And it's amazing how so, so many people can interpret that shit so many different ways mm-hmm. and fuck your shit up. And fuck it up. Because I've had bad haircuts just from doing that. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like, what and the I mean, fuck? Like, hair grows back and it's not a thing, but it just sucks. Because, like, when you get that bad cut, it just, like, it fuck up your whole mm-hmm. vibe. You get mad for, like, a week or two. I had um a friend recommendation years ago. And this is back when I was just doing my Caesar um, way back in the day. And dude just, he, I was trying to be cool. I was trying to help a, help out a like an upstart barber. Don't tell me it was Boone. Nah, nah, nah. I, w- I won't say no names on here Damn, in case that. they watch it or whatnot. But like I was trying to help him out. And he was like, yo, go to my boy. He cuts hair. He's nice. And I slid through. I think I got like two cuts from him. The first one was okay. The second one, motherfucker fucks up my edge up. And like, like real shit, like he like. Like, man, he, like, Nike swooshed on, like, one of my edges, like, right here in the corner. And, it, like, he let me, like, leave the, the barber without, leave without, like, noticing. And, like, I, like, look, I like looked in his mirror and I was just, like, that's kind of fucked up. And then, like, it wasn't until, like, I got, I went and sat in my car and I was, like, looking in the mirror again. I was, like, man, that's fucked up. And I, like, went back in there. I was, like, yo, my guy, like, we got to do something about this. And he's, like, oh, shit. My bad. Yeah, let's sit down. I'll hook you back up. And I was just like, nah, man. I mean, he he did his best, but it's like he still, like, like the, yeah, he the like damage receded, has been done. He receded my hairline like had, in my early twenties, and I was pissed. I've had a dude do that shit. He was like doing like all kinds of designs and shit. For one, I asked for the shit, mm-hmm. and then two is like when he did my edge up, he pushed my hairline so far back. Mm. Dog, no lie. Remember when niggas used to do like ghost lineup? Where they would have like their lineup and then they'd do another one around. Yeah, yeah. That's what my shit looked like when it was growing back. God damn. Like that's how far he pushed my shit back. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. I was like, this shit is ridiculous. He was so, like the he was like the white dude in, in barbershop who'd yeah. always be like cutting asses and shit. <laughs> you cut like a bitch, man. That's why. <laughs> but my shit is like, it's so hard to trust like new barbers. No, that's I, I got one boy, uh my boy Charlie. He hooks it up like he's doing that. He went to barber college and all that shit. So yeah. like usually whenever I have time, like I go see him. But it's just so hard because like 
our schedules, man. Like they can never line up. Like I was texting him today and he was like, Hey man, like you working today? I was like, ah, nah, but I got the podcast. He was like, all right, well let me know. Cause I got this shit going on. I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, fuck. So it's kind of hard to line shit up, but man, I've been trying for like two weeks to find somebody to like, just, just give me a little taper. That's all I need. I know that pain too. Cause I, I know like when I was doing the shit in Austin. So I've said this before, I've been going to the same barber since I was in kindergarten and I, that's super rare for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. that's how deep the trust is to where like he, for years, he just, I'd sit down in the chair. I wouldn't even tell him what I wanted. He, he knew, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like, because of college, because of, you know, getting older and shit, going to a different city. And he, he went through a period of time where like he was just doing so well with like a side hustle that he was doing that he stopped cutting hair during the weekend. So, like, he used the weekend to do, like, home improvements and shit like that. So, yeah. it fucked me up when I was working in Austin because it's, like, when I was working and going to school in Austin because it was, like, Monday through Friday, I'm at work and in, in school. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, I can't get a haircut from him. And then he's not open on Saturday. So, it forced me to find some other, like, yeah. that was when I had to, like, try and, like, trust other motherfuckers. And it's, like, after, like, trying every fucking barber in Austin. And every fucking barber in San Antonio, like, I finally found, like, one person down here who was okay. And then I I kept going to him for a minute. And then, like, I found out that my barber started cutting on weekends again. And then it just so happened to be around the time when COVID hit. So I stopped going to the other dude when COVID hit. And then barbers shut down. And then as soon as, like... We like le- like uh, loosen the restrictions. I went back to my OG, but the one thing about him is he's he's very old. Yeah. Like, and it's getting to the point where like I have to remind him now of like what I want, and that's what worries me. And like I know he's not going to be around forever, so it's like he's. He, I mean, he's gonna retirement. He's looking at retirement in the face. Yeah. So I have to open myself back up. I got to leave a long term relationship, Chaku. Yep. And trust again and go out on the market again. And I don't know what I'm going to do. So that's why I always try and keep like dudes in my back, like pause, dudes in my back pocket <laughs> <laughs> who could, who could, you know, who can chop, chop shit up yeah. the right way. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, there's dudes out there, man, but it's just hard to like find. Like I've, I, like I've met some, some pause again. I met some really t- cool people, uh, dudes out there like who like, the one time I slipped through for the cut, it was nice, and I was just like, "Yo, that was dope." But it was kind of like a convenience thing. Yeah, like I couldn't get to my barber, so I went to them that so, one time, yeah. and I never went back. And it's just like, "Fuck!" Now I feel awkward going back. Like, "Yo, remember me from like a year and a half ago?" Remember, <laughs> it's out of convenience again. But can you give me a cut? Remember that one cut stand we had? <laughs> but um. So this dude I used to go to when I first moved back to San Antonio, his name was Detail, mm-hmm. and uh, he was at Legends over there off Neko. Yeah. And, uh, man, like, I would just pop in. I would get, like, the basic cut, but the way he would do my lineup was so fucking good. And so I would always want to go to him. And he got to a point where he was just cutting so many heads and, like, getting so many clients and shit that he was, like, he passed, he passed me off. Damn. <laughs> he's like hey man he's like I, I can't get to it he's like but well, my guy over here like he cuts real good or whatever and so he passed me off to the the homeboy and he the homeboy did really good too and i had him for a while and then he ended up hurting his back real bad Damn. so he was kind of out the game too so i lost him and then 
Yeah, so, you know. They big lead you. I got that one time because I, I started fucking around with a different barber. And, like, he ended up getting a spot in Rolling Oaks. The, mm. You know the barber shop upstairs? Yeah. He ain't there no more. I, he left. But, like, we had built, like, a pretty good rapport because he was, like, close for me on my job. And I could just slide through and get my, get my shit cut. And, like, he moved to Rolling Oaks. And, like, I guess he big-timed me. Like I, like, I hit him up. Like, yo, can I slide through for a cut? And he was like, yeah, come through. And when I get there, he hits me with, yo, man, I'm backed up. I'm like, I'm like three hours behind. So you can chill if you want, but it's like, I probably won't get to you today. And it was like a Saturday, so they close early. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go grab some food and like walk around and then we'll see what's up. And like I did that and it came back and like he just wouldn't even make eye contact with me. Damn. Like, and it's like, it was empty in that bitch too. Like he was waiting on like someone else to come. And, like, he just wasn't even fucking looking in my direction. I was like, all right, nigga, fuck you then. And I just got up and left. Yeah. Never yeah, came see, back. It wasn't on no shit like that with me and homie, but it just it sucked because I was like, man, this nigga's, like, the only one that knows how to do my shit right. But, yeah, it is what it is. It's crazy. But, all right, so, you know, we're a little late in the game right now. We've been, we've been on it for a minute, so we're going to go ahead and move into this music corner. Um Sick. And so what we talking about this week is continuation of last week is the genius documentary and this shit is so amazing it is this documentary is so amazing so the first episode basically like sets the groundwork in motion of like the uh, well I, what was the title is vision the yeah. first episode is the vision the second episode was well i forgot the subtitle but it's basically the behind the scenes of how college dropout got made and this one like is like further into it and it's just like so the thing that stood out to me the most was i remember on a talk show or like an interview jamie fox was talking about how um they were at like a party at his house and he has a studio in like the back of his house and how kanye came in was like hey man i want to do this song and like uh, so Jamie Foxx was saying that he was trying to like sing all crazy on it mm-hmm. and Kanye was just like nah like you just like do something simple like nah okay. and so that's when they did slow jams yeah. and um and I was just like man like that's crazy to hear that but then to see it in the part two of the documentary is like oh that shit was really true yeah like and then the way Kanye went in and like got his studio time was just based off of like okay like he has to go to like the studio to meet such and such and, and he's he like hey use, yeah can i slide in here and do this and then like how you had luda record that yeah. hook and shit i'm Luda's like in the, Yo, this in the shit, escalate smoking yeah. and just hopped out on him this shit is so wild to me like it on was the, crazy. Um, take it back a minute for the slow jams thing so on the other side of that because i i just heard the um the drink tra- drink champs episode with twister and like he told his side of the story and he was like it was just like when when he did the track he was like fox wasn't a part of it yeah because uh nori was just like i mean like be honest like back then we didn't take jamie fox's singing seriously yeah and i completely forgot about that of just like yeah it was like yeah we knew he could sing but it was like he was a comedian he was an actor like nobody actually like man he can't put out like an album that will go like multi-platinum and shit he he ain't that good of a singer and that's what he was like trying to say and he was like i didn't he was like what did you say when like he came to you and was like i'm gonna put jamie fox on the hook and he's like i didn't know he's like i recorded the song for me it was just me and kanye on it and then like basically kanye takes the track and the next thing i know he hits me up like a few weeks later he's like yo you gotta hear this 
and he plays the version with Jamie Foxx singing the hook on it, and he was like, fuck. That's, uh, a, that's a hit. Keep it. That shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because you think about that, too. Like, if Kanye never would have took that chance and did that, how far do you think Jamie Foxx's singing career really would have been? I don't know. Like, that, I feel like that fucking catapulted Jamie Foxx's fucking singing career. Because then after that, on uh, late registration, was Gold Digger. Yeah. So, But that was a sample, though. Yeah. It wasn't actually... It was just actually Ray Charles' sample, but he still put him in the video because... Of course, he had just did the Ray Charles biopic, which was crazy because you see that in there too. Yeah, of him playing the clip, the 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 clip of the the hook for Gold Digger, like two years before the before, song yeah, ever drops. Before the shit even comes out to Jamie Foxx, like basically off the off of um, the success of Slow Jams, and it's just like God damn, just to see how far like ahead the shit is. One, but then it's also setting up those alignments with other people where you get like. Most Def and Talib Kweli, and then you see John Legend in there, and then yeah. like it ends with him like, "Oh, this is John Legend. This is something, something 2004, and we're working on my album and shit." And it's just like, God damn, that get lifted, baby. So yeah, it's just like just seeing all that of like all these key pieces that he was surrounding himself with at that time to start building what would become good music, mm-hmm. even though good music is probably still just a vision for him at the time. Yeah. So uh, and then seeing that part with Pharrell. Oh yeah, that's too. Pharrell has always been that fucking dude. I know I'm a huge Kanye fan, but I want to say like Pharrell's my top. It's so crazy to think about a time like we we mentioned this last time. It's crazy to see a world where Kanye is not a fixture in yet. Yeah. And then it's crazy also to see a world where Kanye is a fan, getting like advice from uh like a a hero. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Pharrell, who he holds in high regard, because it's just like damn. Because at the time they weren't in the same conversation. No, nah. it was just like Pharrell was that nigga at that time. At that he time, was producing all, all the kinds of that shit was like the whole Neptune's wave yeah. at that time. Like the Neptune's wave was like three years long. And then so for like Kanye to like pop up and just kind of be like a little bashful. Yeah, yeah, and he like it's funny like how they talk about like Kanye's confidence and shit. Like he has confidence, but you can see like moments where it's just if, like no, no, for real. That whole scene of him playing through the wire for him. Yeah. If that was the first time you ran into Pharrell, would you be like, "Yo, I got a track on me. I want you to hear." Yeah. That's another level of confidence that yeah. you got to have in yourself because that can go left so quick. Yeah. And then I was so quick, and because I'm thinking about it too on like the. In a, in, a, in a sense of like whenever you know we were releasing songs and we were putting out music it's just like damn if I had that same opportunity would I have the balls to show you know like if I'm in that room with Kanye yeah. do I have the balls to show him like Steezy or yeah. you know tracks that I've worked on like I can't show this nigga this shit and, and, and not you know be like not be proud of it you know what i'm saying like i gotta yeah. like i got i really got so i it's just one of those things man it's crazy to see because like being in that position is like the same thing with the all falls down thing how he's you know showing everybody his shit and everybody's just kind of shrugging it off and that's like one of his biggest fucking songs that's crazy they're just like y'all don't fuck with all falls all down. they all they said was like oh you heard what he said and then you heard that line and then they went back to work but it, i don't know it history is full of shoulda woulda couldas yeah. like that and so you got to take things in context. That's why, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, hate on the people who, like, looked past him on in those times. Like, I, 
it's understandable from their viewpoint. Yeah. Because you never nobody knows when they're in the in the presence of something that's gonna like blow. But then especially you know at the saying? time is like the shit that he was putting out, it wasn't in the same fucking like it, Yeah. And vibe is it didn't sound like Rockefeller. Yeah, it wasn't like no gangsta ass shit. And shit, even like Dame said it. It was last episode where like he's like introducing him for a show, and he's just like, "Yo, when I first met him, he used to always say like I can rap, I can rap, I can rap." And I was just like, "Yeah, whatever, nigga, get back in there and start making beats." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he just openly admitted to he's blowing this nigga off. Of just like, "Yeah, just make the beats and shut up." You know what I'm saying? And then now it's like a big thing. But the thing that I I liked was just like the label put him on on the shelf after the accident yeah and wouldn't like release a budget for him to record and all that and like you said like he just took every avenue available to try and record and finish his album on his own time so that i guess in in his mind of like whenever they're ready to come back around i'll be like here it is right here but it ended up working so well because he funded the the um through the wire video, yeah, through the wire video. That they were like, all right, fuck it, here's the budget, and now you got a release date. That's all you got to do is finish the album. So it's just like, that's so crazy to just, just like the belief in yourself of like that of just like, nah, I'm gonna go forward and do this shit. Cause there's, you know, there's so many stories out there of like people who got like, of artists who got like the big deal. Uh, their label put them on the shelf, and then they just rolled with the punches, and then eventually they end up getting released or the album never yeah. drops like all of diddy's artists yeah <laughs> i used to say uh signing with bad boy meant that you would be a one-hit wonder yeah. because that's all he did was produce like one-hit wonders over and over and over again and shit but i mean hey did he got the hit speaking of that funny you brought that up and it also ties into all this you know what popped across uh my twitter feed today hmm. and people were having like an in-depth discussion about it the original cheesecake incident from making the band oh yeah because i I, and it's funny because like i hadn't seen the original thing in 20 years because the whole dave Chappelle sketch yeah like takes it out of my mind but just watching it originally a sugar cookie man (laughs) (laughs) just watching that shit originally like the the whole thing of him just cussing them out of like trying to humble them and shit and making them walk uptown to get him cheesecake Yo, that was so fucking disrespectful. Like, oh, yeah. it's so disrespectful. And I'm just like, I forgot all about this, of like yeah. how wild it was but that he actual, went on there. In actuality, you think about it, it was already in New York, right? Yeah. How long is that walk, really? One um, Babs was like, I'm from New York. I've never walked from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Never. So he's like, no one does this, essentially. I mean, you can take the train, though, right? Nah, he made them walk because the MTV <laughs> cameras were following him. I <laughs> see. I don't remember all that shit. Yeah, I that's just, what I'm saying. I just like, remember them saying, like, but actually, because I've been to New York, right? Yeah. And, like, just walking, because you get lost. So, like, there's a lot of shit to see. So, I mean, you know, before you know it, you probably in Manhattan, you probably in Brooklyn before you know it. But just disrespect, like, God. But, like, I, but I get what you're saying. But at the same time, it's like all the shit that they was doing. It's yeah. like y'all know the rule, and you dealing with Diddy. He's like y'all that prideful, like y'all got that much pride. He's like I'm gonna humble you. I need to humble you. He's like it don't matter. I'm gonna be in here making hits. Go and give me that cheese. Like he's like walk y'all ass up there and just homeboy spazzing. Like he started walking away, and the camera like zoomed in on. They're like yo, come back, come back. He's like man, fuck this nigga, man. I can't believe this shit. I was <laughs> like God damn. I really forgot about how wild this shit was. Yeah. Of like damn, he's just. 
so disrespectful. <laughs> I wonder if any of that shit was scripted. Uh, that seemed like it was at the time where, like, before they started scripting shit. That might like have real been, heavy. That, that might have been a little bit more real. Because you could even see, like, if that's what all their program, all the MTV's programming. There was, like, a certain point in, like, the mid-2000s where, like, it was just like, damn, it seems like you guys always have a fight every episode. Yeah. Or it seems like every preview for the next episode something big's about to happen they, but it never does they gotta boil it up you know what i'm saying like yeah and then that was when they like figured out the formula to bring people back but like for like the first like 10 for well, first like seven seasons of real world the first like two seasons of making the band all that shit seemed like pretty organic you know what i'm saying like yeah. the the shit they had but yeah didn't mean to get off topic there but yeah just seeing that shit float across and like motherfuckers are like you know there's a point to be made in all this. He really did try and he really did trying to teach them a lesson in life and blah blah blah. Like motherfuckers was like tweeting all that shit. And I was like, y'all niggas is stupid. Like, it ain't even that deep. Like he just he disrespected them motherfuckers to humble them. Yeah. That's all it was. Like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> life lessons and shit. Walking to get cheesecake for a nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Definitely ain't walking to get <laughs> cheesecake. I'm sorry, Puff. Oh, I if that nigga asked you to walk and get cheesecake now, would you do it? No. Because even as a kid, when I was really when I was really into rap and like I wanted to be a rapper, I always said I never wanted to sign with Bad Boy. Like you can ask my you can ask my niggas who knew me back then. Yeah. I like know. I was just like I'd never sign with Bad Boy. Who would you sign with? I, of course. I wanted to be on Rock. I saw look, I, here's how I envisioned it. At the time Lil Bow Wow was huge and he was on So So Deaf. And I was like, I could be the 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 kid rapper on Rockefeller. Mm. Now, eventually, that went to Young Steph or whoever that was. But I don't remember them ever dropping an album or whatnot. I, d- nigga, I had my eyes on it. I was constantly <laughs> checking Def Jam's website. I'm buying that fucking Rockefeller chain. And then they dropped. And then all of a sudden, Def Jam South became a thing. And I was like, I live in Texas, so I'd be on Def Jam South. This shit is going down, like, baby. I was like, nigga, I was... I was like, I was envisioning everything and shit. And I was like, that's what label I'd have to be on. I never wanted to like get signed. I was a little scared of that. I just wanted to like make shit and just be associated and just like do shit with people. But, you know, because I mean, and back then too, it was just like you had to be signed to like really do anything. But now it's like so many people independent. I can go that route. Yeah, independence the route now. Like the label is almost like the dying. But Ludacris <coughs> was the first one that kind of like kicked that shit off, right? Yeah, the independent shit. But now it's like, although they're like that's like the last generation of of label artists, and so it's like once they hit that limit, where the labels is like, well, we can't do nothing else with you. It's like they just take their name and it's like fuck it. But what's crazy is people don't understand is that whenever like these people get signed to these labels like there's money that goes into like which so like your signing bonus whatever the fuck you get Mm -hmm. when you get signed but they don't pay attention to like how much it costs to market your album how much it costs to record your album so this tour yeah so there's all this shit in there so by the time like you even get your bonus you got to get that shit back and that's how you see it's basically like a loan that you're paying off by touring and selling records so so niggas was getting signed and there's getting these bonuses and it was out here buying chains and fucking whips and and houses and shit and then the label was like all right so this is how much it costs to make your album yeah like where the money at and then you making like how much was it off of like distribution like 10 cents or some like crazy shit like that like i'm like yo that shit is crazy i forgot what it was on i think it was on the shop 
where two chains was on it and he was like talking about it because they were like going into that and he was like look you don't understand like for a nigga like me and where i'm from like we just wanted to get the deal yeah so it's like that's how they get us because it was just like here's a deal for a million dollars we just we'd stick on the million and we think like we made it and we just ink our name on that bitch and just not even think about it no more and then five years down the line where it's like all you got was like a quarter of a mil up front, your bonus, and you ain't seen no more money. Yeah. Then it's like, what the fuck's going on? And that's where you you realize you signed like a slave deal or some shit. Yeah, pretty much. One of those three sixty deals. Who, who was that? Is. Who was it on that interview? Um, it wasn't. You said two chains. Mm-hmm. There was another one that I seen. I think it was like Mano or somebody. But he's like, nigga, he's like the most, well, he said something about like he got like a million dollars. He's like, I was so fucking happy I had a million dollars. He's like, but people don't like. What I the, think it was yeah, me now. Yeah. He's like, but then I spent my butt. A, a dollar. Yeah, like a he's dollar. He's like, $999,000. <laughs> he's like, it's not a million no more. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy to think about because like we always put it out there of like it is a million dollars is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But if you, you get a million dollars. You got family. Yep. You got to take care of some family. So what are you going to divide that to? And then what on, are the divides? Now on top of that is like your, your debts that you have already. Debts you got to so pay off. Depending on if you went to school or not and like all that shit. Is like by the time you spend that, you may buy a house. House is probably going to, nowadays, house is probably going to cost you like 150000 or like three hundred. I mean. And then that's money you got to sit on to make it to, to goodbye for the rest of your yeah. life. So now you got to make investments. On like shit that if you make bad investments and you just shit out of luck, yeah, out of luck. so it's like it's like they said it's like uh, what Chris Rock said you can you can lose being rich ain't ain't, ain't special you want to be wealthy mm-hmm. like being rich you can lose that with a bad drug habit over a summer yep you know what I'm saying but being wealthy that's some shit that you can't you can't lose with a drug habit yeah wealthy that shit lasts that's the and that's motivational speaking from the saucy boys you know what i'm saying <laughs> after a few glasses of screwball <laughs> screwball baby screwball screwball baby screwball screwball but shit on that note we are going to wrap up this episode um i am definitely excited for episode 3 and this is the final episode of genius I can't wait to see where this shit goes. You know what, though? I will say this to kind of like in the episode is for everybody that's not a fan of Kanye and that just hates this nigga because they think he's weird or he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Watch the doc and it might change your perspective a little bit because so many people shitted on this dude. Lord forbid you find something relatable in someone you detest. Yeah. And then you have to be like, damn. You step back and you're like, fuck. Like this, I would have did the same thing. Like, this nigga's really not a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga's really not a bad dude. Granted, I've said my shit about him, but as long as he stays away from politics, I have no issues with He can say all the crazy shit he wants to say, in my opinion. Yeah. Just stay the fuck away from politics. But if you're not a Kanye fan, like... But then that, too, is like a lot of new Kanye fans. Like, yeah. since this shit has came out. So Yeezys. I'm excited to see where episode three leads to. Uh, hopefully it's a lot of like current like recent shit it looked the the last preview made it seem like it was just gonna be all the shit recently so So we'll see we'll see how it rolls but on that note we'll catch y'all next episode y'all be safe peace peace